a try though, right? The portal was definitely worth a try. Let's keep going. I think there was a door further down here that we haven't gone into. To be honest though, pretty turned about these days. It's like their house changes shape when we are witnessing. My master comes, my master comes, my master comes. Who is that? Let's see. Uh, Belle? Oh, it's you. My master comes, you know. If you value your essence, you should get out of here now. What do you mean, our essence? <laughs> Everyone here thinks you will beat the dark one. You don't seem that bright, though. Our master has the advantage of hundreds of essence stores from all of the lost spirits here. Ah, the spirit is a great source of power. But your master takes it forcefully. There are more efficient ways of harnessing this energy. His well is deep and full. What do you have, Jimmy? Your lives were forfeit the moment you crossed the threshold. You know, everyone talks about how powerful he is but he keeps running off when we confront him. A god does not associate with the peasant. I sit here and watch myself in all these mirrors so that I can see if any of my spirit regenerates. That way I can give it to him. Everything for him. And what of your real family, Belle? I'm sure they would be much happier if you were on their side. Don't you miss them? He promised that we will be together again. As long as I remain loyal, he will give us paradise. He has stolen everything from you. He took your family away in the first place. Everything for him. My master comes. Everything for him. She really is lost, isn't she, friend? There's a small hand mirror on this pedestal. Let us get away from this place. I just hope when it comes to it, she finds her way back to her family. Mirror Image Written by Jasmine Arch Narrated by Rebecca Strazina With 45 minutes to spare, Ellen gingerly sank into the plush chair in front of her vanity, makeup brush in hand. Eyes downcast, she focused on the tubes and jars and pressed powders in front of her. Anything to stretch out the moment before she'd have to face her reflection. Behind her, the wind-up alarm clock on Mitch's side of the bed ticked incessantly. Louder and louder as second after relentless second dragged her along. 
toward Mitch's arrival. The flesh on her arms pebbled into goosebumps. Might as well get on with it and give herself time to do a last-minute check of the house. She looked up into the eyes of her reflection. A bruise spread across the left side of her jaw, no longer the angry dark purple it had been four days ago. It was fading into a nauseating green at the edges. The swelling around her eye had gone down too. Once she hid the discoloration, it would be barely noticeable. Mitch hated coming home to a mess, but he also hated when she forced him to look at the results of his temper. All Ellen had to do was get everything right, keep from disappointing him, and everything would be fine. With a practiced, cheerful smile, she reached for one of her makeup tubes. Rehearsing her greeting, she squeezed a pea-sized drop of concealer onto the tip of her index finger. Hi, honey, how was work? Too perky. She cleared her throat and tried again. Hey, sweetie, have a good day? A little better. But she had to be careful she didn't sound too subdued either. She took a deep breath and returned her focus to the mirror. She hadn't noticed it at first, but when Ellen looked in the mirror a second time, the glass rippled as if made of water. The concealer clattered to the ground as she blinked and rubbed her eyes, smearing the concealer across the wrong cheekbone. Her reflection stared back, open mouth, as another ripple spread across the surface. Ellen shook her head, wiped the concealer away, and tried to salvage what she could apply to the bruise. Mitch didn't like her spending too much on frivolities like makeup. Her bottle of foundation stood to one side, too close to the glass, but the clock kept ticking, pulling her forward. When she reached for it, another ripple radiated out from where she almost touched the surface. The mirror moved outward, wrapping itself around her hand in a wave of ice. She yelped, pulling away and dropping the bottle. It hit the hardwood with a flat thunk and rolled onto the creamy carpet and under the bed, leaving a trail of thick foundation that matched the copper undertones in her skin. No, 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 no. She snatched a couple of cotton pads and fell to her knees, breath coming in ragged, sobbing gasps. She scrubbed at the stain. But the more she tried to wipe up the spill, the more the fibers of the carpet drank up the pigment. The faint smell of vanilla rose from the stain. At what point had she started wearing these sickly sweet candy scents? No wonder he'd devour her. She'd have been smelling like food for most of her adult life. A shudder crept down her spine and she scrubbed harder, fingertips raw and burning. She grabbed some more pads. She had to keep going. There was still time. Don't come home. Don't come home. Don't come home. The words turned into a whispered mantra to keep time and her husband at bay. When the creamy off-white of the carpet had disappeared beneath a large circle of coppery tan, she sat back on her heels. The color matched her skin, as if the rough wool had absorbed a part of her. Perhaps it would take all of her. If she lay down, she could sink into it and disappear. The stink of vanilla thickened, lodging in her throat until she gagged. 
acrid bile flooded Ellen's mouth as she stared at the clock. Ten minutes left. Mitch would be here soon. Come inside, frowning because she wasn't there to greet him. He'd look for her, call her name, frown deeper if she made him wait for an answer. Then he'd walk up the stairs, check each room, and end up in the master bedroom. His eyes would harden to cool granite. She looked around the room. Maybe she could move the bed and turn the carpet around so the stain lay against the wall, hidden beneath the bed. Ellen rose, hands trembling to the metronome rhythm. In the corner of her eye, the mirror moved again, and she turned to face it. The whole surface bulged. A rolling, rippling storm cloud reached for her as it pulsed in time to her frantic breaths. Downstairs, a key rattled in the front door. A whimper escaped Ellen's lips. The front door swung open, and heavy footsteps entered. Honey? Mitch's cheerful voice thundered through the house. Ellen stumbled back, away from the mirror as it surged forward. Downstairs, Mitch's coat rustled as he took it off. His keys clattered in the little bowl by the coat rack. She took another step, closer to the door, away from the mirror, and closer to her husband. Ellen? His voice was deepening already. Are you home? She bit her lip to stop it from trembling. The mirror surface stretched, reaching for her. But as it was about to touch her, it stopped, hovering a hand's width from her face. Ellen. The mirror rippled to the rhythm of Mitch's voice. She glanced over her shoulder at the open door, pulse pounding so loud it echoed through the room. A tendril of ice ran along her cheek and she gasped, slapping it away. A silver tentacle curled away. Her skin tingled where it had touched her. Doors slammed on the ground floor as Mitch's footsteps roamed the house, calling her name. Ellen closed her eyes as she drew a shuddering breath. She stepped back into the doorway. The mirror sent out more sleek tendrils as heavy boots thudded up the staircase. He was coming. When one of the things made contact with her wrist, it spread out across her skin, sucking and pulling at her. Cold seeped into her bones, so intense it burned away everything except the terror. She jerked her hand away, rubbing at the numb spot as the footsteps came closer. Softer now, muted by the thick carpet on the landing. Ellen. Ice. Nothing to do with the mirror this time. Burrowed deep inside her as she held her breath. Eyes squeezed shut, she shook her head. She gulped down icy air still laced with too much vanilla and let out slowly, counting to five. Mitch or the mirror? One monster she knew. Seconds crept by as she closed her eyes and swallowed down the rising panic. Then she ran forward, straight at the rippling silver bulging from the mirror frame. A wave of ice rolled over her, followed by pins and needles until her skin numbed. 
She opened her mouth to scream, and it invaded her mouth, nose, throat burrowing deep into her body. Then it was gone. She stood in front of a normal mirror again. No ripples across the surface, no spilled makeup, and no ruined carpet. But she turned to her left, staring at a bed where a dresser should be. Behind her reflection in the mirror, the door stood ajar, hinges on the wrong side, and the face across from her, identical to hers, but free of bruise or swelling. Her eyes roamed over a sardonic smile and one saucy lifted eyebrow and a little birthmark on the wrong side of her nose. What? You have no idea how long I've been waiting for this. The voice was both hers and not hers. The girl she had been once, years ago, had that same confident tone. What do you mean? Ellen said. Not Ellen snorted. You think I enjoy that dirtbag beating the shit out of you? Out of us? Us? What? Yes. Us. Her reflection rolled its eyes. Her eyes. I may heal up quicker than you, but I feel every knuckle smashing our faces and ribs. And you were too spineless to do fuck all about it. Hey, I did your best. Not her shook her head, lip curled in disgust. You did your best to give into every whim. Keep your hubby happy, right? Wasn't that what you were going to say? Ellen lowered her gaze, staring at her hands as she clamped them together. Newsflash, honey, the reflection said. There's no pleasing him, and he's going to kill us sooner or later. But she, the real Ellen, she had to believe that was her, shook her head. He wouldn't do that. He loves you. Her reflection curled a lip in disgust. Give me a break. She stepped back and reached for the mirror. A tendril snaked out to meet her halfway. She grabbed it, broke it off, and watched the rest recoil and snap back into the mirror. In her hands, the tendril stretched out and changed shape. It flattened, taking on a sharp tip at one end. Please don't hurt him. Ellen's voice dimmed, barely more than a whisper. The other Ellen tilted her head. Eyes narrowed as one side of her mouth lifted into a crooked smile. Are you sure that's what you want? She tested the edge of her weapon as it took on more and more detail. A hilt formed under her grip. A blade defined itself. I can't do anything unless you allow it. I'm you, remember? The footsteps stormed up the last few stairs and entered the hall, where the thick carpeting smothered the sound. The hairs rose on Ellen's neck as her hands, clasped together in a white knuckle grip, grew slick with cold sweat. It's him or us, you know. Maybe not this time, but someday. She turned her face to the door. What'll it be? Eyes burning, Ellen looked through the mirror and out into her room. The cream-colored carpet and curtains, hell to clean, all picked by him. 
every single item in this room with its sterile atmosphere and two straight edges. The vanity was the only thing that was really hers, and it was laden with bottles and jars to camouflage the results of his anger. She blinked, looked at her reflection, and said one single word. Us. With a nod, she stepped back from her side of the mirror. A few seconds later, Mitch filled the doorway. Broad shoulders and the beginning of an expanding waist, a scruffy beard, and a glare that scorched her even through the barrier of cold glass. Not Ellen, glistening blade hidden in the fold of her skirt, turned to face him with a careful smile. Hi, honey. How was your day? A muscle bunched in his jaw. Why didn't you answer? I didn't hear you. She backed into the space behind the bed, a dead end, but she didn't intend to escape. Ellen watched, nails digging into her palms as Mitch advanced. He glanced down at the ruined carpet, nostrils flared. He looked the other Ellen up and down and advanced on her. Why can't you stop fucking up? He squeezed the words out through clenched teeth. I gave you this house. His feet carried him closer to her reflection, the rhythm slow and deliberate. Everything you could possibly want. Ellen closed her eyes, resisting the urge to scream at him. The sound might carry through. Nothing was the way she wanted it. None of the vibrant colors she'd breathed in as a child or the floral patterns she'd filled her teenage bedroom with. The color of Mitch's face deepened to an angry purple. And you can't even bother to keep it looking decent. Not Ellen's eyes flickered to the stained carpet. The color of skin smeared across the creamy wool. Teeth bared, she met his gaze with eyes as hard and icy as his own. What are you going to do, sweetheart? Hit me? Venom dripped from her words, thick and heady like perfume. As she brought up one hand to her cheek and her mouth formed the perfect circle of a mocked surprise expression. Does it make you feel strong? Brave? Not Ellen let out a low chuckle. With a roar, Mitch lunged. His hands clawed at her reflection as she slid away from him with the grace of a dancer. Ellen closed her eyes as he lumbered past the mirror frame. Mitch's roar faltered, turning into a gurgle. Holding her breath, Ellen forced herself to look. The room was more red than cream now. Even the makeup stain on the carpet had disappeared beneath glistening splatters of red. Mitch lay face down, one arm reaching up towards Ellen's reflection. The blade in her hand dissolved, the silvery material melting away and crawling up into her sleeve. She looked up, meeting Ellen's gaze. It's over. You're safe now. She gave a tentative smile as Ellen stood frozen. We can switch back. They'll think I killed him. But you did, my love. I am you and you are me. She held out a hand, still covered in Mitch's blood. This is what you wanted. 
Your choice, remember? Ellen shook her head. I didn't think it would be like this. Choices have consequences, whether you want them or not. Not Ellen stalked forward, blood pooling around her feet. Time to face those. I'm sorry. I can't. Ellen balled her right hand into a fist and slammed it into the mirror as hard as she could. Ripples spread out from her hands in concentric circles. Then the mirror went dark, and a spiderweb crack spread across Ellen's side of the surface as her reflection screamed. Downstairs, in this house, where everything was on the wrong side. A heavy door slammed shut. Honey? You've been listening to the Night's End Podcast, which is a production of Dissonance Media. Mirror Image was written by Jasmine Arch, a writer, poet, narrator, and podcaster with chaos for brains and way too many dogs in her house. Find out about her or her work or sign up for a newsletter at www.jasminearch.com. Link is in the show notes. This episode was narrated by Rebecca Strazina. Rebecca is the host of the podcast, The West London Witch, where they share real stories about all things spooky, strange, mysterious, and unexplained. You can find it for free wherever you find your podcasts. That's The West London Witch. Belmore Tane was performed by Alexis Whiteside. Head over to her personal link tree to connect with her at linktr.ee forward slash Lexi5421. Link is in the show notes. Jimmy Horace was performed by James Barnett. This episode was edited and produced by James Barnett. And finally, this is another reminder that we have an open submission call for Halloween-themed stories. So if you think you have what it takes to spook the pants off our listeners this Halloween, please, please submit. These submissions are open until July 30, 2021. There are only six acceptances, so get in early. Also, if you're interested in narrating for The Night's End, head to our website, nightsendpodcast.com, to express your interest. And as always, stay horrific, everyone. <laughs>